Today, we're talking about two things you should have to move your organization towards your mission daily. Stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to this episode of Thrive 1110. I'm Bold Care, your host for this show. And Thrive 1110 brings you practical tips on business and money so you can thrive. And that's because when you, who are the righteous of God, you who actually operate with a love your neighbor principle, thrive, it concerns also your family, your community, and your city. And um, your family, your community, and your city actually benefit and become more like the kingdom of God. So today we're talking about two things that will help your organization live out your mission statement daily so that that mission of yours will become a daily real thing. In episode two, and that's the foundation, in episode two, I give you a framework to craft a realistic and workable mission statement. One that is not just for for the books, but uh, one that actually defines what you do, one that actually motivates you, engages your employees and your stakeholders. Now, hopefully you were there listening to that and you did uh, craft that type of mission statement or rev- reviewed your mission statement uh, with that framework. If you haven't or you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go back and uh, listen to that episode on CHRI.ca or on thrive1110.ca. That's thrive1110.ca. So now that you have that mission statement, so let's take as a, as a given, let's presume that you have a really good mission statement. And uh, that mission statement actually is the overarching idea that informs your organization's, organization's choices. Uh, meaning if you are directing a movie, um, that would be the pitch of your movie. So once you have that pitch, you need to make sure that you have the right people to make this story, make this movie a reality. And uh, most of the time, organization, organizations have what, what, um, what we call core values, which are good things to have. For example, honesty, integrity, passion, real, reliability, Etc. Etc. Well, those things are very good. Um, uh, if you have them, you should keep them. If you don't have them, uh, maybe it's a good idea to have core values in place. But for me, those core values um, are things that you want to have if you're a professional. Period. So it's things that I believe every professional should have at the core. They are not really defining what type of people you need in your organization to help your mission statements be a daily reality. And that's what we want to talk about today. So what we're talking about today is actually two things that help you choose or train the people that you have to make that mission statement a daily thing to help your organization go towards your mission statements 
on a practical level every day. So let's let's say you are you are I'm just I'm just thinking of an example here. Let's say you are um you are uh, you've come up with a pitch for a movie and it's a political thriller. And uh and then so that's the type of movie you want to make and all you do with that political thriller like pitch or movie is say that you want actors that are honest, that are passionate or reliable. I'm sure this is not really sufficient to attract the right type of person, the right type of people to make that political thriller movie something of success. So it doesn't really cut it just to say, uh, I've defined my mission statement and I want honest, passionate, reliable people. It doesn't work. As a matter of fact, if you have core values and you have employees, let me ask you to ask your employees to tell you what the core values of your organization are. Let's just play that game a bit and see um, if you're going to get the, the right type of, of uh, answer back to you. So yeah, ask your employees what the core values of your organization um, are and see the answers that you get. Don't get me wrong, core values are good. I'm not saying they aren't. Keep them. What I'm saying is that they don't help you funnel the right people in your organization. And they don't help you know um, the type of transformation that you want happening in the people you already, ha- you already have in your organization. Uh, I want to illustrate this a little bit more uh, with a little game. So pretend you can hear, pretend I can hear you. Pretend I can hear your answers and play this little game with me. So tell me what type of business has or hires people who are honest, passionate, and reliable. TikTok. So tell me what type of business has or hires people who are honest, passionate, and reliable. I'm pretty sure you can find um, many types of businesses that can actually uh, be the answer to this question. Or take this other one. Tell me what type of business would require its people to have integrity, loyalty, and commitment. So what type of business would require people, employees, to have integrity, loyalty, and commitment. I think you're getting the point here that the core values, even though they are good and something you want to have, don't help you determine the type of people that you want to have in your business, that you want your current employees, staff to become. It doesn't help you necessarily with that. Moreover, it doesn't help you move really towards your mission. So, with just the core values, even if you have a well-crafted mission statement, it's going to be hard to make that a daily reality. That's why you need these two things. And these two things, they are key characteristics and critical actions. As a matter of fact, when I was um, preparing um, 
for this uh, episode here, um, it dawned on me that these key characteristics and, cri- and critical actions that I'll explain in a few moments, they don't just apply to organizations like businesses, ministries, churches. You can also apply them to your own house, to your own family. And you'll see why I say that. So your key characteristics, what they are, is actually characteristics that you and the people working for you should have so that your organization's mission can be a daily reality. And your critical actions, they are actions that you expect everyone in your organization to be doing daily so that it helps define your organization's culture and so that it helps your organization move towards the mission that you have daily. And that applies to businesses, to ministries, to churches, and you can even apply them in your own family. I haven't done that yet, um, but I think this is definitely something that I'll also seek to apply in my family, defining key characteristics and critical actions beyond the core values. So, and as I continue, I just want to mention that these key characteristics and critical actions, how I learned them is um, as I was um, being trained to be a certified coach by uh, Don Miller, these are really concepts that I've learned and applied and I've helped clients apply and it really works. So if you want more details on that after today's episode, just reach out to me and I'll um, help you get more details on that. But let's continue on with those key characteristics and critical actions. So what are these two things? What are critical actions and what are key characteristics? Let's talk about them in our next section, which is the Let's Get Practical section. Bold. Let's get practical. Yes, so let's start with key characteristics. Like I said, it is characteristics that you want the people working with you and yourself to have in order to move towards your mission. So you want to have three of them. So you want to make a list of three key characteristics. If you have to have four, go ahead and put four. The reason why um, I'm not going beyond three or four is that beyond three or four, it's difficult for yourself and even the people working for you to remember what these key characteristics are. And you definitely want people to remember what these key characteristics are. So if you, have, if you end up having, let's say, five, six, seven, or whatever uh, number of key characteristics that you want people to have in your organization, just make sure you cut it down and take only the, the, the three most important ones or the four most important ones if you have to go to four. So. No more than three, ideally four if you have to, but no more than three. Secondly, you want them to be necessary characteristics. When I say necessary characteristics, it's really um, calling you to be precise. You don't want to be vague in those characteristics. It has to be characteristics that 
people really have to have in order to move forward your mission. So you don't want to be vague there. And shortly, I'm going to give you examples. Number three, you want them to be aspirational and achievable. That means that, let's say you already have employees or you're getting ready to hire someone and they don't 100% match those characteristics. It's okay. Because the goal also, if they're not already there, is for them to be on a journey, to be transformed as they work within your organization, like business, ministry, even your church. Like I said, it even applies to your family. So you want those characteristics to be aspirational and achievable. So you don't want unrealistic stuff there there because it'll just demotivate people. So you want to name those characteristics so that they can actually be reached, they can actually be achieved. So as long as your staff or even yourself, you're not quite there um, at the level of those characteristics, as long as you have um, just the seeds, at least hints that you possess what it takes to become those characteristics, that's a good thing. So let me recap. I said, number one, you want to to have three, no more than that, maybe four if you have to. They have to be necessary characteristics. So you don't want to be vague in, in, in naming those characteristics. You want them to be aspirational and achievable, meaning it's something that people must aspire to. So it's okay even if they're not there yet, as long as they have what it takes to get there. And it must be achievable, meaning it's a realistic characteristics. Um, Then the last one, the last thing that I should say in defining key characteristics are ranked order. So you want to put them in ranked order. You want to make sure that um, whatever characteristics you have, like be it three or four, that you you rank them because people always want to know what's the bottom line. So what's really the top, top, top characteristic that I have to have in this organization or that I'm uh, aspiring to become in this organization? So you want to rank them um, to make sure that um, you have some sense of priority. For example, safety versus profit. If you have a characteristic that talks about safety, and you have another one that talks about profit, what comes first? Like, do you want your people to be safety-driven first, or do you want your people to be profit-driven first? Meaning, those two can seemingly be conflicting, and that's why you need to order them so that people know what they want to give the attention to first before getting to the second one. So if, in this case, you said, well, the safety thing is my number one, then that's the first thing that people have to be mindful of as they work daily in your organization. And on top of that, they have to ask themselves, how can we be safe, that's a given, and then profitable? So you see that those seemingly conflicting characteristics finally work well together. You just have to rank them to make sure that people understand what's the bottom line. So let me recap again. Key characteristics, number one, you have to have 
um you want to have three at least um well maximum three no more than four for sure because beyond that people won't remember and it, it, it'll become useless uh necessary characteristics so you don't want to be vague you want them to be aspirational and achievable meaning people don't have to be perfect but it has to be something that they aspire to and that they can reach even yourself and you want to rank them in order now let me take an example so that this can come uh, uh um to light for you and i'm taking the example of this business it's called michelle's doorway to splendor and uh michelle was one of the very first listeners when this show started to actually reach out and say hi so um uh i'm taking the example of michelle's doorway to splendor michelle doesn't know this michelle is not paying me to do this um i just want to take this as an example um so michelle's doorway to splendor is actually uh, a, a women's um fashion store um in uh, smith falls ontario and uh so it's she sells um clothes and accessories to help women be beautiful and and feel good um so that's michelle's doorway to splendor so in such a business um i've come up with some key characteristics that could be used in that business again doesn't have to be that michelle if you're listening it doesn't have to be that but this is just to um to uh, give an example so positive conversations that would be a key key characteristics so you want people able to have positive conversations i'm not saying positive but i'm going beyond positive and saying you want people who excel who are able to have positive conversations um second sensitive to beauty so you want people who have a sense of beauty who are actually sensitive to some to things that are nice to things that are beautiful um so for for this type of business i would think that would be that could be part of the key characteristics and third you want maybe um to have people who are observant so people that even when they are not talking like even when they are not having those positive conversations between themselves as as staff members or between them uh, employees and uh, customers you want them to be observant and to be uh, 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 sensitive to what might be the need of someone um uh, that is around them So these are some examples of key characteristics that that I can give for this company that is um uh, um a women's fashion um store um that's Michelle's doorway to splendor. Now um I want to continue on with critical actions at this point and give you some points that you want your critical actions to um to have some points that you actually want to consider in in uh, um coming coming up with your critical actions first actions are necessary and they are actually the things that define define your organization's culture it doesn't matter if you're a business or a ministry or a church what the people involved in this organization are doing daily what the actions that people are taking daily are really important in defining what your organization's culture is and in moving your business towards its mission your your ministry towards its mission so for critical actions again you don't want to name more than 3 because beyond that it becomes difficult to remember 
So no more than three for the same reasons you don't want more than three um, key characteristics. You don't want more than three critical actions. You want to name actions that people can actually take. So you don't want to just put stuff there that, that are not doable. So you want people to be able to do those actions daily, whether they are at the top or whether they are, uh, um, they've just been hired. You want everybody to be able to do, to take these actions daily and to repeat them. So these actions must be repeatable. Thirdly, you want these actions to actually symbolize a way of life. So it's not just stuff that are fake, that people just do. So you want these things to become a way of life. And like I said, that's how your culture, your company's culture actually shows what people are doing in their daily ways in the workplace. So these actions must symbolize a way of life. Then I want you to ask yourself in crafting these critical actions, can someone be promoted? Can someone get promoted by doing these three things with excellence consistently? Can someone deserve a promotion? If, if I have a staff member, if I have an employee that regularly does these three actions, can it get them a promotion? These are the type of actions that you want to name. Obviously, it has to contribute towards your mission. You won't be naming actions that have nothing to do with your mission. It has to flow from your mission statement. It has to be connected and actually help move towards your mission. And you want these actions to be doable without questions, meaning you don't want to have to explain how to do these actions. It must be stuff that are easy, uh, people can, can actually do, um, repeatable without any questions, so no complications. Again, let me take the example of uh, Michelle's doorway to splendor here. Um, as I've come up with some critical actions that could be the critical actions of her business. So I would say critical action number one, ask, is there any way I can help you today? So that's something that the business owner, the ministry leader, the church leader, um, like every staff member should be asking daily, is there anything I can help you with today? Um, and that could be help, um, helping each other as uh, co-workers, helping a customer, etc. So ask, is there any way I can help you today? And that's critical action number one. Number two, smile genuinely. So yeah, we all know about fake smiles. And when I say smile, I'm sure you can picture in your mind times when people smile at you, but you could just see it was a fake smile. So smile genuinely. That could be another critical action um, for this business that is actually a women's fashion store. Um, so smile genuinely. Um, third critical action, say, my pleasure. As simple as that. Um, customers come, um, they are helped, they say, thank you. Just reply, my pleasure, with a genuine smile. Um, 
you have you having dealings with, like between coworkers um and a coworker says thank you just say my pleasure with a genuine smile so if people at Michelle's doorway to splendor say um ask every day is there any any way i can help you today or smile genuinely or say my pleasure these are things that are doable these are things that you don't need any explanation for these are things that can actually get someone promoted these are things that actually symbolize a way of life and they are repeatable and i haven't named more than 3 so you can easily see how these can become um 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 key to defining a company's culture and moving forward the business towards its mission um for example um I didn't do this in the key characteristics but let me let me quickly give um my three critical um actions that's for me myself in in uh, uh my dealings with helping um business owners and ministry leaders so number 1 it's learn something number 2 ask ask tell me tell me more about and and say I can help you with that so these are my three I, I know I'm just throwing it there and i'm kind of rushing because of time but again my three critical actions and i know i didn't give you the key characteristics um my three critical actions would be learn something so daily learn something ask when you're interacting with people ask tell me more about xyz for example and say i can help with that we've just seen the key characteristics and the critical actions If you want more of that, if you want to dive deeper into that, just reach out to me, thrive1110.ca. That's thrive1110.ca. So go to that website, uh, send me a message asking questions or comments regarding these two things: critical actions and key characteristics. And like I said, you can even apply them in your household, in your family. So that's it. You have it. So you can do it. And if you get stuck, just read. reach out so i can help it's in your hands we'll support you so take courage and do it i know you can do it so we're getting close to the end here but uh first i want to give you a hint actually not a hint i want to tell you what next week's topic will be and it will be about hearing god clearly for your business or for your ministry or for your church when comes time to make decisions So next week we'll be talking about hearing God clearly in your business ministry or church when comes time for decisions and we'll have a well-known guest to help us with this subject so tune in next Monday 9 a.m. on CHRI and uh, and hear about how you can hear God clearly That's it for today folks as always you can listen to this show's episodes on chri.ca or thrive1110.ca and while you're there send me a comment a question or just say hi I'm Bol Kerre your host and this is Thrive 1110 When honest people prosper the whole city celebrates Thrive 1110 to learn more or to connect with Bol go to thrive1110.ca